Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of the Rogue Banker Podcast. My name is Mario Paye, and today I want to share with you guys why I quit my job as a mortgage banker. Um, let me first start off about how I got into ma- mortgage banking. Uh, basically, I was working in retirement planning um, for a little while, and during that time, you know, I was making good money, and I was going to the movie theater with my uh, girlfriend at the time. And we ended up sitting at the bar uh, with this other group of people. And I just kind of turned over to my left. I was like, hey, what movie are you guys going to watch? And they said, I don't even remember what the movie was. Um, But I started talking to this guy. And he he looked like he was making some pretty good money. You know, he had had a nice watch on. He was uh, wearing a very nice suit. Uh, He had a very beautiful looking uh, lady with him. And I was like, who is this guy? You know, and so we started talking. And uh, he's he told me he was a mortgage broker, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. What do you guys do?" You know, he's like, "Well, you know, I help people buy homes. I refinance homes for people." Uh, he's like, "What do you do?" And I was like, uh, "You know, I help people with you know planning for their retirement. I set up four hundred one ks. I do life insurance. I do you know a bunch of different things." He's like, "Okay, cool, cool." He's like, "Hey, you know, do you like doing that?" And I was like, "Not really. No, you know, because it's it's tedious work." And I got to talk to a lot of people who don't understand this stuff. And most people don't like to plan for their retirement. Uh, you know, we all like to live in the now, not in the future. Um, but he's like, hey, how would you like to come see what I do? He's like, I, th- I think you'd make a really good uh, mortgage banker. You seem to be friendly uh, and and you're pretty easy to talk to. I was like, okay, you know, yeah, no, couldn't hurt. Um, he's like, okay. So, you know, I, I went over uh, to his office a few days later um, and he showed me how much he had made so far that year. Um, and I'm not going to say who he was that, you know, that brought me in, but he showed, it was like uh, October of, of 2015 or so, or maybe, yeah, it was, it was October of 2015. And he showed me a pay stub for $170,000 where he had made $170,000 up until that point. And I was like, holy crap, that is more money than I've ever seen on anything ever in my life you know like that is ridiculous uh to have made that much and he's like yeah i'm probably gonna hit two hundred thousand by the end of the year maybe a little bit over that and i was like holy cow where can i sign up i, I want to make that money you know give me that cheddar man um and he's like you know i think you'd be really good at this let me talk to my boss uh let me see what we can do about getting you started um there's a licensing thing and all this other stuff you got to do uh but you know let's let's get you in i was like okay you know, so I, I I left. I quit my job the next day of being a retirement uh, planner for New York Life, and I was gonna go become a mortgage banker. You know, so I started doing my research and learning all the stuff. Da 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 da. You know, learned all about interest rates and mortgages and thirty year fix and adjustable rates and all that good stuff. Um, and then there was radio silence for for like months. You know. And when I finally did hear back from him, he said, oh, you know, sorry, man, I actually changed banks. I went to another bank and I got to build up my reputation here before I can actually bring you on. I was like, all right, you know, whatever, you know, you do what you got to do. So I went to get a job uh, after that as a a client consultant for a bankruptcy law firm. Um, And basically my entire job uh, was just me listening to people talk about the worst events in their life. I, I, every day I heard stories about, you know, people losing their jobs, about to lose their home, uh, 
banks and, and, and repossession people coming in and taking their things, uh, people's spouses passing away the previous week and them not being able to afford any of their bills or any of their, you know, any of the things in their life. And it was just horrifying. You know, every day I, I listened to these people's stories and I, I, I kind of felt what they felt because I, I know what that was, you know, what that life is like. But for me, that was the norm. You know, before I came to America, that was, you know, not having anything was like, okay, yeah, this is just our life now. Um, but for them, it was new. You know, it, it was like you, you go from having a life of, you know, either luxury or comfort to having a life of nothing and no income and feeling like you're going to end up homeless. Um, and, and, you know, even though I became probably the best client consultant at the, at the law firm, actually I was the best client consultant at the law firm. I crushed every record they had as far as signing up, uh, clients to, to get them into debt relief or bankruptcy. Um, but I was like, you know, I can't, I can't listen to this anymore. Like this is crushing my spirit, you know, every day, just hearing the worst things. So, you know, one, one day I, I had had enough, um, and I, I quit my job as a client consultant for the law firm. And I had made enough money, you know, making fees off the attorneys who were taking on these clients uh, to where I just didn't do anything for several months. You know, I just kind of had to find my center again. Um, and then that guy from the mortgage company uh, finally contacted me. And he said, hey, man, we have a spot open at the bank. I want to bring you in. You know, just go here, take this background test, go here uh, and and finish this, you know, week long course, crash course into banking um, and mortgage banking. And, and, you know, let me know when you're done and when you have your certificate and we'll get your application filled out. So I went, I got my application filled out. I started doing mortgages um, in my first month and a half. I did about four million dollars in mortgages. Uh, and back then I was being paid about. Uh, 50 basis points, which is one half of 1%. But when, you know, which sounds like nothing, like, holy crap, that commission is super low. But when you're doing a million dollars in mortgages, half of 1% is $5,000. You know, that's a ton of money. And I did 4 million, you know, so I made like 20 grand the first six weeks. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be like this guy. I'm going to make, you know, a ton of money. This is going to be amazing. Um, but uh, what I found out many months later because uh, I was so naive, I thought I was making a, you know a crap ton of money. Uh, I found out that everybody else at the bank was making eighty basis points to a hundred basis points. They were making double what I was making, and I was just crushing them, you know. Um, and mostly because I just listened to my customers and I understood what they wanted, and I just gave them what they wanted. Hey, you want a lower rate? Here's a lower rate. You, you want a lower payment? Here's a lower payment. You know, you want to take some money out? Here, here's some money. Um, but I was like, these guys are scamming me. Uh, so after a little while, you know, I started looking around at some other banks and other brokerages. I was like, hey, who's going to pay me some more? You know, I, I want to make a percent. I want to make 100 basis points. Um, and, and eventually I found a brokerage that was willing to pay me 125. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm taking that. Uh, so I quit again. Uh, and that's just, you know, that's... Why stick with something that is purposely mistreating you and undervaluing you when you can go get something better, um, when you know you deserve better? You know, so And that's my mentality. I'm like, I'm not going to stick around. The second I find out somebody's taking advantage of me, I'm leaving. Um, 
So I left. I went to this brokerage, uh, and then I found out I, ha- I had to instead of just working for a bank where I'm licensed in all 50 states, I had to get licensed in every individual state, and that kind of sucked because that was way too much work. That was there was one test or two tests for every state, and I was like, nope, this sucks. I'm leaving here. Um, and then I came to the bank that I just most recently left, which uh, I won't name the bank, um, but. They were, you know, they gave me a, a whole percent, which I was very happy with. Uh, they provided us with all the leads. They, you know, people called into the bank. They received letters in the mail. They called into the bank asking, you know, to, to get the offer to, on the letter. And we helped them, you know, do a mortgage. We helped them do a refinance. We helped them buy their homes. Uh, we had a very good, you know, what I thought was a good process. You know, it took about 30 days, 45 days, sometimes two months uh, to close these loans. Um, but I was used to it taking way longer than that. So I was like, oh, okay, this is nice. But it was, uh, th- there was there was a time while I was working for the bank when I started learning more about the, the back end of things. You know, up until that point, I had been very novice and naive. I just kind of took them at their word, you know, uh, just agreed and did whatever they said. And I never really looked into anything myself or really did any digging. So I, you know, I found a way to kind of look at the numbers on the, uh, on the, on the higher level side of things and, and, and realized that these banks are making so much money, way more than they pay me. They're paying me one percent, which is a ton. You know, if I do a four hundred thousand dollar loan, I make four grand off that loan. But what I found was that these banks are making like they they, they make about five percent on every deal, just in in margin, which is the profit margin that the bank makes off of the rate they give you. You know, and and the and the rates that they were giving people were very high. You know, but everybody's rates were high. It was, this was this was twenty eighteen. You know, all mortgage rates were super high. Uh, if you were trying to buy a house, everybody was doing 5% or 4%. Um, but I fa- what I found out was y- these people could actually get like a three and a half, you know, like super low rates. But because of the margin that's built in, they were getting super high rates and they didn't even know what they were paying for. You know, they thought, oh, yeah, this is what everybody charges. But no, they don't have to pay 5%. They could get three and a half, which is hundreds of dollars a month. Um, you know, it doesn't sound like much, but. One percent on a mortgage for a year on a four hundred thousand dollar home is four thousand dollars extra in interest that you're going to pay that year. You know that's like three hundred bucks a month. Um, so I kind of got pissed off, uh, but I was like, you know what? It is what it is. Every bank is like this. Just kind of go with it. Um, and then I, one day, this old couple called into the bank, um, and at that time I was doing a, what was called a, a home equity line of credit consolidation. So I was helping people merge their lines of credit with their first mortgage to give them a fixed rate. Uh, so it would be a steady payment instead of the payment jumping up and down. And they got one of our letters and they called in and they're like, hey, you know, we, we don't want to consolidate our line of credit. We want to reset it. And I was like, oh, but, you know, the line of credit is not tax deductible if it's a second mortgage, you know, because of the IRS uh, uh, tax code changes that happened this year. Um, so I think it'd be beneficial for you to, to lock it in. Plus, the rates are going up, you know, so it, logically it makes sense to lock in the rate and then consolidate it with your first so you keep it tax deductible. And they're like, no, 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 our line of credit is our first mortgage. We don't have a regular mortgage. And I was like, oh, okay. 
well, well what's the balance? And they're like, oh, we owe about 130000 on it. And I was like, oh my God, that's a big balance on a line of credit on a variable rate. They're like, oh yeah, we're not worried about it though. Uh, we just want to reset it for another 10 years because we know it's coming due. Um, could you help us out with that? I was like, I guess, you know, let me, let me see. Um, and I asked around the bank, I, I asked our home equity line department if they could do that. And they're like, no, not if it's a first lien, uh, you know, we don't, we never rarely, we rarely see those, but you know, it should be the same process. You know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. I was like, okay. Um, but then I started talking to this couple over uh, about why they wanted to just reset it and what they were using it for, why they had such a big balance. And I'm like, oh yeah, we use it to buy properties. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, they're like, well, you know, we buy properties with it, um, and, then, and then we pay down the balance over time, and then when we have uh, you know another three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, we go and buy another property, and we buy them in cash, you know. And I was like, that's incredible. I was like, and the bank doesn't stop you from doing that? And they're like, nope. It's it's mine to use with whatever, you know, however I want to use it. I was like, okay. I mean, this sounds pretty amazing. And I was like, well, how, you know, when did you get, when did you guys get rid of your mortgage? And they're like, well, a few years ago, you know, they're like, we paid it. We paid that thing off in like three, four years. So once we, uh, once we learned about this stuff, you know, I was like, what stuff? And they're like this, uh, this home equity line stuff. We, one of our friends who was an investor told us about how he uses it to, to buy his properties and how he uses it to pay off his home really quickly, you know, and, and, and over time I kind of learned more and more from them about what they did. Um, but this, this couple kind of changed the way I think about everything in banking. You know, I, I thought every time somebody did a mortgage or bought a house, they had to pay a ton of fees. And, and what they told me was they never had to pay any fees. They bought everything in cash. They just wrote a check. Every time they were interested in doing something, they just wrote a check, uh, and that's all they had to do. And, and, and you know, that, that kind of changed everything I believed about what we do at the bank. And when I saw the numbers and how much we actually charge these people in fees, it made me sick to my stomach. And I started to dread going into work. And I remember uh, like two or three weeks before I actually quit, I, you know, I got in trouble because I was, I started telling other clients on the phone about this old couple strategy. And, and I was telling them like, Hey, listen, you know, you don't have to get a mortgage. Just do this thing. You know, I know it's cutting out, cutting into my commissions, um, but you guys are in a spot where you can do this and, and be home free. And, and the banker, you know, my, my manager was like, Mario, let me see you in my office. And I was like, okay. And he's like, hey, you can't be telling people that stuff. He's like, we're, we're here to make money. We're not here to be financial advisors. We're not here to be consultants. We're, we're bankers. All we do is move money. You know, don't tell people about margins. Don't tell people about bankers having uh, different margin buckets that they put their loans into where the same banker or different bankers at the same bank can give you a different or better rate, you know, where it's, it's literally, uh, the luck of the draw, you know, who, when you call into a bank, you could be speaking to somebody with a high margin bucket or the next day speak to somebody with a low margin bucket and you'll get a different rate from each person. Um, he's like, don't be telling people about that stuff. That's, that's banks secret stuff. You know, uh, I was like, but, but, you know, I, I can't qualify them in my bucket. I can qualify them in, in this person's bucket. And he's like, no, I don't care. You put it in your bucket. You charge them the extra fees. You make the money. You know, the bank needs to make margin. 
that's how we keep everybody employed. I was like, okay, that's great. But that, I, you know, I don't really care about keeping everybody else employed. You know, I care about helping these homeowners um, because I saw what it was doing to people on the bankruptcy side. When I was a consultant, I saw what these banks were doing to people, taking their homes, kicking them out on the street, not giving a crap about their livelihood. Uh, and I just kept getting more and more sick to my stomach. Every time I would tell somebody, somebody about this, I had to ha- go into another 30, 40 minute meeting where I got my ear talked off about how it was wrong and I shouldn't tell people these things. Um, and eventually I, I was like, Hey manager, I almost dropped his name. Hey manager, can I talk to you for a minute? I, I got something on my mind. I want to, you know, I kind of want to get off my chest. And, and we went into the meeting room and I was like, listen, man, I dread coming to work every day. I, I lay in bed for hours. You know, I wake up at seven and I lay in bed for, for hours, like an, like an hour or two and just think about how I don't want to come into work how I hate what, what I do here, you know, how we don't actually help anybody. And it's sure we help them get into a house, but we're taking advantage of their na- naivete. You know, we're taking advantage of their lack of knowledge about what, it, what we actually do, you know? And, and, and I, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. It's like, well, Hey, you know, man, you know, it just uh, go, go, you know, go talk to a therapist or something, you know, figure out what's wrong. Um, you know, how, how you can feel a little better about what we do. Uh, don't worry so much about the people that we talk to. Everybody does this, you know, it's, it's the, it's kind of how the industry works. And I, in my head, I was thinking, no, I just, this sucks. Why is this the way it works? This is a, such a terrible way, you know? And they had me believing that we were helping people for the first few months for actually the first few years for like the first two years in mortgage banking. I thought I was genuinely helping people. And I was on paper, but not as much as I could have, you know, I was just refreshing the 30 year trap that they were in the 30 year mortgage that they were in, that they would have to pay on. And, and, and here's something you'll never hear from another mortgage banker. Um, you will not have your mortgage for all 30 years. There is a 95% chance that you will refinance your house or sell your house and get a new mortgage every five to seven years. So you're always in debt to the bank. Almost nobody ever pays off their house. Nobody. The the dream of American home ownership is gone. You know, you the bank owns your home. Until you have paid them off, the bank owns your home. And that's why we're all prisoners to the system because we're all taught that everybody who buys a house gets a 30-year mortgage because it's safe and it's steady and it's the same payment for all 30 years and, and that's a bunch of bull crap. Um, because there's better ways, you know, they, they keep all your money too, for those 30 years. Every time you make a payment, uh, all your, all, all your income, every, you know, every payment you make, all the principal payments, every, uh, you know, every dime you spend towards your mortgage either goes to the bank's profits or it goes to the equity of the home, which the bank owns. And the only way you're going to ever access that equity, that, that value you've built up in the house is by selling the house or refinancing the house and paying more of their bullcrap fees, you know? Uh, so, so I got tired of it, and and on March first of this year of 2019, I quit. I quit my job. I'm done doing this. I'm gonna actually go help homeowners and not feel terrible about it. I'm gonna go help people get free of this mortgage debt without feeling terrible about it and without getting yelled at or scolded or or you know uh, berated for doing it. And and I don't care about the money. 
I don't like I never care. That's why I told people about the stuff when I was still working there. If we close a home equity line with this person, there is no commission in that. There's like a hundred dollar referral fee for just referring the client to the home equity line department, you know, but I was willing to help people even if it cut into my commissions and I didn't care. And, and now I get to do that, you know, and I, and I felt so good over these last couple of weeks, um, that I've been, that I've been able to just focus on building this little course where I'm going to help homeowners, um, actually break free of the bank, just beat the bank using their own products against them, you know, and, uh, and, and learn how to get rid of all the fees that are always charged with these, these bank products. Um, and I just, I just breathe a sigh of relief every time I think about this thing, you know, and I, and I get angry every time I think about the banks. And I've been offered other bank other bank jobs ever since, since I quit. People have found out that that I quit, and I've been getting called at called by different banks saying, "Hey, man, you want to come here? We'll let you work from home. You know, we'll uh, you you don't have to wear a suit to work. They they they're giving me the perks that I complained about on the surface. You know, I hate coming into work. I you know I don't like having to wear a suit every day. They're like, oh, we'll fix that. You know, you can work from home. Why? Because they don't care. They don't care about what I wear. They care about making money. You know, they they as long as they make money, they don't give a crap about what anybody does. Um, and they don't pay salary. I'll tell you that much. Banks don't pay salary to mortgage bankers. Very few do. If they do, they pay very low commissions. Um, but now I get to focus on what I actually love and what I actually want to do. Uh, and I'm so excited. I am so, so, so excited. I can hardly wait to launch this thing, uh, and, and, and to start coaching homeowners on this. Um, and that's it, you know. That's that's it. That's my whole goal. Is is I want I want to help by the end of this year. I want to help a thousand homeowners start on their path of owning their home, of actually fully owning their home, and and becoming completely debt free from the chains that the bank has put on them, and actually start using their house as an asset. And that's my goal. And I'm gonna hit it. I think it's a pretty low goal. I think I can help way more than a thousand. But you know, I, I'm not trying to stretch myself too thin and take on more than I can handle. Uh, so I think a, a thousand is a good number. Um, and then we'll see if I can scale it from there. Uh, but you know, if you guys have any questions or you you want to ask me about you know what I'm actually going to start building here, um, feel free to send me an email at the Rogue Banker Co at gmail.com. I'm going to set up a, a, an email that ends in at the roguebanker.com, but I, I haven't figured it out yet. I'm kind of new to this whole owning a website thing. Um, but I'll let you guys know what that email is once it's up. And then uh, you, you guys can contact me through there. Uh, but anyways, that's the end of the uh, first episode of the Rogue Banker podcast. Uh, I can't wait to share more of this stuff with you guys in the future. And uh, see ya.